I say this at the beginning of the episode, but full disclosure, this is a little bit all over the place. This episode, there's three of us. There's Mr. Chad Whitfeld, one of the best agents, um, or one of the part of one of the best agent teams that we have um, that does auction. But today is all about how we're going to implement a social media plan to his already existing database for passive touch points. I've got Chris on here as well. I really do believe that this is one of the more informative episodes that we've done on Rethink Real Estate. I really enjoyed getting into the nitty gritty. We basically did this as a meeting. Like I said to Chad, well, why don't we just do our regular meeting that we're going to do about how do we set this up in your business with Chris and we do it on our podcasting platform. If we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. It's pretty raw guys. But that said, that's the way that I think that you need to see this in the way that we're going to be implementing it. We go down from the logistics of how we add to the list all the way down to what the audience sizes are, how he's going to be doing the reach out program, what areas he wants to use, how he's going to get data for that. It's a really, really practical episode that I think you could possibly use. And if you want something like this or our help with anything like this, just reach out to us. But this is really helpful information. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast aimed to deliver sales strategies, marketing tips, and business insights from industry experts and myself to build a listing-focused business for the future. Let's get into it. Folks, welcome to another episode of Rethink Real Estate, and this one has got a full disclaimer on it. Um, It's the first time we've had two other guests that are crowding my space, first of all, um, here, but also uh, this could be a shit show. Um, full disclaimer, um, we have not done this before where there's the three of us, um, they'll be talking over each other, they'll be yelling, they'll be screaming, there'll be all types of things here. But Chad, welcome. Ben, good to be here. Chris, let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. So today, let, <laughs> let's frame this up though. The reason that we've got Chad here um, with the uh, Rethink Real Estate team, uh, Chris being the marketing magician that he is, I'm going to go with that today, not Messiah. Or I called him the marketing Gandalf once. I thought that was good, Chad. Um, it's offensive, but it's good. <laughs> the yeah, white beard. It makes me feel old. Well, you've got a beard. It's just a little more ginger than Gandalf. Maybe he started ginger. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, sure, so that's a good point. So today, the reason we've got Chad, the uh, the Zeus of real estate, as he's been asked to be called, um, is that um, we've actually been talking for a little while now with Chad about some of the marketing tactics that we're using for the um, the reach out of auction to certain marketplaces where we've been socially targeting, we've been sending emails, we're trying to get some passive awareness through the social media channels, which Chris's expertise is is in that marketing element. Um, we were talking to Chad through, uh, we were talking through this with Chad in one of our conversations um, a little while back and he come up with the idea of, well, how do we implement that into our business for our existing clients to be in front of them as often as possible? Because, you know, one of the things that we're doing, obviously, with Rethink Real Estate is we're generating the content needed in order to create the ads and the outreach program so that we can passively be in front of the real estate community that might want to use auction and so on and so forth. So how do you put that model in place into a traditional real estate business where you've got repeat and referral clients that you want to try and be top of mind awareness where you don't have to put that outward reach side of things like, yes, you're going to be making a call to them every quarter or however or not, ever often you are, but how do we target them on social media so that they see all of those things? First things first is that there's content and obviously then there's the targeting strategy. But really, first of all, it's probably understanding the client, wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, 100%. So I, I guess the question for me to Chad would be, what does your database look like right now? You know, size, 
um, who's in it, um, and then how often are you guys updating that and, and with what information? I think our client list is something we probably spend the most time on updating, making sure that it's, uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing how dialed in it is. And, and we spend time on it almost daily, making sure it's up to date in regards to people that we meet, making sure the address, phone number, all that stuff is, is correct. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a daily activity for us and, and for our team, as we think that that's, you know, that's the primary source of most of our business anyways, is from people we know and people we meet. So we've been very traditional in regards to marketing. Uh, you know, we mail we mailed out stuff, you know, a couple times a month and, you know, heavy print, you know, from my past. But what I realized recently is wh where we need to be targeting these people is online. I mean, everybody's on social media, whether people admit it or not, everybody's on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Um, and I think so targeting those people that A, are on this database list that we have, so they're constantly seeing our content and seeing myself or Justin speaking about real estate so that we look like the, you know, we look like their resource and we're talking about things they're interested in. That's a much better use. I'm thinking of spending our, our marketing dollar in versus just sending out stuff to their house. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're obviously trying to grow a business here. So targeting areas, we're in Laguna Niguel, Dana Point area, targeting some of those neighborhoods individually so that they're seeing this content as well. So that we're using this content to you know, reinforce to our clients that you know, we're, their, we're their real estate go-to and then also trying to be in front of new people so that we can, we can grow our business. So that's my strategy or excuse me, that's my goal. I have no idea how to do that, Chris. And that's really what I came to Ben for and said, hey, this is what I wanna do. I'm willing to invest in it time and money, but I have no idea how to do this. So please help. And that's really why I'm, I'm here today. Yeah. So it sounds like you're trying to do two things at one time, right? You're trying to nurture your current database, the people you've already built relationships with, or have had some kind of connection enough where you've got some contact information from them. Uh, and then on the other side, prospect for new business, or at least build awareness that you guys are out there as a resource to your local community. Is that, is that correct? It's very correct. Again, the primary being taking care of that database. And on our database, we probably have between Justin and I, 12 to 1300 people that we'd really want to make sure are involved on this. Can and we then, can we double click on that just quickly, Chad? I just want to double click on that point. Chris, there is a certain audience size. Click. Is that really something people say? Do I, I want to double click on that point? <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard, that, the heard other, that before. Is this like a new term you're using as a podcaster? I heard that the other day on a podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm ripping that off. Wow. I want to double click. <laughs> All right. Well, let's double click it, man. Go. Try, I tried a new one also with Chris when we were on the beginning of this phone call. This might not be, or this, this Zoom or whatever yeah. we are, podcast. Yeah. You may or may not like this one. But it okay. was on a documentary and the guy goes, well, I got called in when the extrament hit the oscillating device. Just code for it. Shit hits yes, the fan. Like I'm like, that. that's good. Oh, that's, that's, that's good. That's very good. I like that. That's I like good. it. It's very professional sounding. So yeah, good, good. So allow right, me to yeah, double click. Sorry about double that. click, double click. Yep. Is that, Chris, what audience size do you need in order to be effective on social media? Because you and I have discussed this before from an audience size perspective when we were going after certain marketplaces. So just so that somebody isn't thinking like, oh, I've got 200 people, I could go after that. You know, if my data, if we're just talking about the engagement of your database and the people that know you, let's talk about that for a second from an audience size perspective. From an audience size perspective, you need, uh, Facebook recommends a thousand as your minimum. So uh, that's your starting base from a custom audience perspective. And a custom audience means that you're taking information that you already have somewhere, um, be it Chad's, uh, Chad and Justin's database, uh, taking that information from a first name, last name, email address, and phone number, 
Um, and then you can add other attributes, state, city, zip code, everything like that. Um, but those are pretty much the bare minimum. You take mm -hmm. that, you need a thousand matches inside of Facebook. So that's not even just a thousand people on that sheet or on that uh, Excel file from that standpoint, but you actually need a little bit more than that. Like he's talking about the 12, 1300, because you're not going to match every single person on there because they can't find them on Facebook or they might not have a Facebook or anything like that. So from a Facebook standpoint, you're looking at a thousand, but I would say realistically, you're probably trying to get to a few thousand, like three to 5,000 um, from a standpoint. And the reason for that is you want the database or you want that list to be optimized. Not everybody on that list is going to be wanting to interact with your ads, watch them, click them, look at them. Uh, some of them might just scroll past as fast as possible. Um, and so those ads aren't actually getting any traction and Facebook kind of de like demeans your ads. They look at them negatively um, from that standpoint and you start to get terrible ad score ranks in, inside their system, inside their algorithm from that standpoint. So, um, so yep. just a question on this. I just want to just dive into this a little bit deeper. I did a couple of questions that come to mind for me and I don't know, Chad, whether or not you've got any at this point is that for me, I automatically think that Okay, so with my database, with the people that I know out of those 1,200, I've got an email address and a phone number for every one of those. Just the, That's a question for you, Chad, yeah? Yeah, you do? Of course, yes, yes. Okay, and then from there, you've also got their property address most of the time. And then the next part of this is, Chris, can you – would what would you do in this situation would you if you've got over a thousand would you just use those or would you take for example laguna niguel and that's what i was gonna that's what uh, i was gonna mention oh, is, okay so is, you add that okay yeah so because chad is lucky enough to be trying to go after two goals at the same time um having a small like i wouldn't say that's a small database that's a pretty large database for a I real agree. estate agent for it's probably you know five six times the average real estate agent um especially because those are people that you're heavily trying to convert right now. Like, Correct. Yes. Uh, and from that standpoint. So what I would do is from the general content perspective, from the stuff that could be overreaching from a content perspective for both, you know, people out in the market, as well as the people in your database, that's where I would mix um, the audiences together. And so I would take a custom audience like your 12, 1300, and then I would um, combine them with people who fit the demographic that you're searching for in a Laguna Niguel Dana Point situation, uh, mix them together so that you get a bigger audience for more of your broad content. But I would still only use the custom audience for more of your low hanging fruit stuff. So more of the call to action, um, more of the, you know, specific stuff just for the, your database so so question from me then you've got multiple just just for my understanding of this face when you say facebook you mean instagram and facebook because they Correct. obviously do both yep. um yep. they're under the meta suite they're yep. together linkedin is different and then so right. is and then so is tiktok um and then so is youtube so, so is, yeah, YouTube would be Google. So if you wanted uh -huh. to do Google ads, you, you'd be doing, you know, YouTube and, and Google, and Google. Um, together. If you want to do TikTok, that's completely separate. Twitter's completely separate. Um, and then, sorry, no, 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 I, no, I, I mean, I just get overwhelmed, like listening yeah. to you talk. I mean, is this, yeah, it's just overwhelming. And that's what's so scary about for me doing it. I mean, I barely know how to turn on a computer. I don't use social media. That's why, I mean, this is just, this is just daunting. But, but that's, but that's probably one of the reasons, mate, it really, that when it comes down to it is that Chris, and you're going to correct me if I'm wrong here, but, but Facebook being Instagram and Facebook are the safest bet for Chad, because one, the demographic of your audience is definitely probably, you know, in excess of the average age would be over 40, right? Without so most of those people will have Instagram. They won't be into the TikTok element. 
element of side of things really okay and then and then really you've got a pretty old portion of your database as well considering the nature of the area you're in which would yes. be more facebook side of things like my grandmother has facebook you know so yes. so so that's probably where it's a safe bet just to not overwhelm yourself in the very first degree of this is just going down that fa- that that path right chris yeah, so I would no matter who's out there listening from the standpoint, I would always pick uh, an ad platform to start with, and then you start sprinkling in and bringing other ad platforms once you figure out the first one. Um, so I think Chad, just what you were saying, realtors yeah. try to do too much, or just business people as a whole try to do too much, and they're like, "Well, I need to be on Google Ads, and I need to be on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all this stuff," and then they just wear themselves too thin, and they wear their budget too thin as well from that standpoint. So um, Facebook and pretty much every ad platform, LinkedIn, everything like that, they need a sizable investment to start, um, just to start you have any optimizing. Idea what that number looks like. Let's say, let's say we want to get into Facebook and uh, Instagram at three thousand contact. Three we're right up to three thousand uh, contacts. Well, what is it, what do you think our budget there is? It depends from a standpoint if you're trying to go just um, awareness ads, like it kind of sounds like you're trying to do so that when you still reach out, everything's kind of a little bit easier. Um, you know, when you call them. And you just just to comment from me, I don't think any of this is inbound. If you got somebody that reached out to you on social media and said, oh, Chad, great to see you. Um, yes, I'd like to list my home at the moment. I don't think any of that there. All of this right now is just the passive element that when they do actually get a, when Chad or Justin do reach out to them or they get a piece of marketing that then is a reach out then they feel like oh yeah like like i've seen you guys around so much lately yeah so awareness from that's just it's just a reminder that we're there yeah i got so to be a youtube star make videos about people following me in my day and, and we're gonna that. get to that yeah we right. are gonna no. get to that I mean, we're gonna get to if that. someone wants to videotape me taking my daily nap i mean they can they, they can certainly do that but it, i don't think anybody i don't think it's gonna be very exciting a, a day in the life we're going to take Sir Hans guy and we're going to you know, throw him on Laguna <laughs> Beach and, you know. Yeah, Ryan's got that covered. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the antithesis. <laughs> um, but from an awareness standpoint, it's always cheaper. So in awareness, you, you have no goal. So and what I mean by that, your goal is not taking them off the Facebook platform or the meta platform. And so Facebook looks at those as cheaper because it's content. It's putting stuff in front of people that people actually engage with on their platform. And it's not actually trying to steal them away onto your own website or anything like that. Now, granted, these these awareness ads could still have a link to find out more information and to get to your website and learn more about you and stuff like that, or link to your Facebook page or anything like that. 100% those could happen. But from an awareness standpoint, it's always cheaper than having more of lead generation ads. Lead generation ads are going to cost you more money because Facebook looks at those as very, you know, much more uh, intertwined to a sale uh, inside of your business. So they always charge a little bit more from that standpoint. But from a pricing standpoint, um, for like a campaign, I I always say if you start with, you know, uh, per month, if you start with $1,000, like you're going to have success, like especially with the size of database that you're looking at. Um, I would always equate it. Usually it's $1 per person uh, in a database um, per, per month. month. Per yeah, month. per month. Okay. And that's including reaching out to the surrounding area as well. So I always just say, if you're trying to, no matter what, target 1,200 people for an entire month consistently, yep. then you're looking at about a dollar per person. And that's what just you, my rough number. What do you so spend like, at the moment, Chad? What do you spend at the moment? On our marketing budget? Yeah. Um, It'd have to be five you know, K a month at least. Yeah, yeah. We spend yeah, we spend some we spend some money there. Yeah. I'd say it's 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 in that range. Okay. And and this can be coincided with too with, you know, 
and we'll get into the content aspect of this, but this could be coincided with listing marketing as well to help your current sellers and little things like that that kind of offset some costs here and there. Like we, we've done a lot of different things where it's not just talking about me, but it's, you know, also talking about the listings I represent, but then it's also getting exposure for those listings. And so it kind of flirts between a bunch of different lines. That's so here's a random question. So let's say I went, to, I went to Ben's house and I interviewed Ben and Clista, or I interviewed with them to list their house. Could I come back to my office and add them to a target list? Or is it that too individualized? No, you, you 100% can. And especially, so I don't know what CRM you guys, you guys are using the Harcourt's Blue? Or Correct. Is it, yep, yeah. yep. So I'm not sure if there's a tie directly to Facebook through that. I would have to check with Phil there's or anything not. like that. There's not. Okay. Um, but there, there are CRMs out there that do have that. So what you would need to do from your standpoint is you would have to have a weekly cadence of like uploading a new list uh, so, or someone inside of your company would have to upload a new list. Well, just Facebook just to be clear, market. obviously, again, this um, just to be clear, whilst we want this to be a podcast episode, this is actually a meeting between the three of us that was going to happen anyway, is that Emily's going to take on the responsibility of doing that, Chris. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, th so that so so that would be M that would do yeah. that. So basically what you would do is you would you would plop that name and you met with Ben and Callista. You put both their names in that database list yep, for sure. um, okay. from that standpoint. Grab as much information as you can individually from both of them. Hey, you know, I just met with you guys. I would love to get, you know, the mobile phone number for each one of you. And just in case you ever want to reach out and put you in my contact database, you know, send you a market update, whatever it takes, whatever your spiel is to get a number, get the sure. number. Um, yep. And mobile numbers are always better if you if you don't want to grab email addresses or you don't want to grab home phone numbers like mobile phone number, I would say is always your top priority because most oh, really? people have the Facebook mobile app on their phone uh, and yeah. they actually uh, sign in on Facebook with their mobile phone number. So uh, if you notice next time when you go to Facebook, it gives you the option email or phone number and you Chad doesn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, he doesn't so. do any. <laughs> but so mobile pro phone number is your priority. I would put them both into uh, like a Google Drive worksheet or something, something that's shareable to M quickly. And then M could have a cadence of uploading the new list and then re, you know, deleting the old list and then adding it. Friday or whatever. Okay, got it. Right. Exactly. Because, because Friday, you do, Monday. You you do um your you and your team chad you do expired phone calls as well you could probably anybody that you interact with or that you have a decent conversation with you could probably even tick that, those people's information because you've obviously got the right contact information totally. and add them in at the same time as well they just go into a google sheet that then is updated on a weekly perspective from emily so we just have to design that from an operation great idea because again we come in contact with a lot of people on a weekly basis that may not be interested in doing something now but we do get their full names, certainly their cell phone number and even their email address. If we could put this list together, I could see a huge potential for, you know, potentially creating some inbound activity. Yep. Can I, I, can I just do oh, with the I would say that's that's a good point for a lot of realtors out there. Like if you don't want to just um, enrich or supplement your current database list with an entire um, location and you want to do it based on title, you want to do it based on, you know, expired list that you have and anything like that. Like that does work as well. Uh, we've had success in the past of like, hey, you know, I really just want to target all the homes and all the people who have been on the market for more than seven days mm. uh, or so, sorry, seven years. Um, sorry, uh, have owned their home for more than seven years. Seven years and so. I want to target those people um, because, you know, the average time someone stays in the house is seven years. Sure. Um, so if I want to target everybody who's over that seven year mark um, and I want to get their email addresses and phone numbers and stuff like that, or even just their first name, last name, city and state, uh, you could probably get pretty close to targeting a lot of them and supplement your list the, that way. It sounds like very, it's very but, interesting, but it sounds like 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 at this point now I'm starting to get overwhelmed and I'm not even planning on doing this in the sense that it's like, 
you could spend you could just spend so much time on this shit like it's just list after list after list like like if you think about it the expired phone calls that you guys do then because you're doing so many auctions and then you're getting everybody's information at the front door anybody that you interact with from an from that goes into a list as well i, I think that we've got to make sure that if we're just starting from the basement perspective in in like just going to set the foundations of this in chad's business from the first degree starts off with database and then we supplement the areas like laguna Niguel, mission viejo and the areas that he's going to be targeting and actually doing some outreach or wants to be get some social awareness up in um that would be the first step chris or do we just start off if you've got more than a thousand people you just start off with your previous clients yeah you, you can just start with your previous clients and you can run a very small budget uh the the problem with having a small audience and, and i didn't talk about this is that you run into a thing called ad fatigue very quickly and ad fatigue for for our standpoint in layman's terms is when you see the same ad over and over and over on uh, social media and you stop interacting with it and you just don't care about it anymore because you've seen the same manscaped ad 27 times or whatever you know what i mean like blue two, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so did i <laughs> they got me <laughs> so lawnmower 2.0 or whatever uh, beautiful yeah fresh <laughs> freshly mowed uh, anyways <laughs> off the Rails. Um, shouldn't have mentioned those. No, no product but- <laughs> mentions, gentlemen. We're never going to get sponsorship if you keep mentioning them. For I think free. I, mean, I think I think you got your. I think you got a good commercial coming your way. Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> exactly, and they also Manscaped and Blue Chew are like the number one podcast supporters from an advertising standpoint. So hit us you're up, welcome, you know? man. You're welcome. Share the wealth. Jeez. Um, but so ad fatigue is when you, you see the same ad over and over and over and you don't interact with it. That happens very quickly when you have a large budget um, from a monetary standpoint, but you don't have a big audience. And so the only way to counteract that is by having a lot of pieces of content, a lot, a okay. lot, a lot. And so okay. if you could put five, six, seven ads in front of someone in a month's time. Um, so they don't see the same ad over and over and over. Which is probably a great segue at this point. So let's say that we're going to take some areas that Chad's going to target. We're going to get those lists. We're then also going to take the database and we're going to come up with a system in order to add people on that or update that on a weekly basis, you would suggest, Chris, with somebody like yeah. Chad's business. Okay. And then now we're going to move into the content sector of things because it's all good and well to plan on targeting people, but tiled ads and just, just silly stuff like that is just not working anymore content i think chad can i uh, i'm going to suggest this and you're going to talk about this can you give me your general feelings around the factor of that uh, because let's face it we're not getting justin in front of a camera anytime soon and if he was willing to do that we'd ask him not to um is that is that at the end of the day it's a daunting sort of task to sort of endeavor on because one you're going to do this thing and it's such a public um not failure but it's a public thing when you stop that it becomes so uh, it makes people so aware when you're not consistent. So what are we talking about from a content perspective, Chris? If we're going to take Chad's sort of areas and his database and we're not going to want ad fatigue, we're going to spend, you know, three or four or $5,000 a month targeting three or four or 5,000 people, um, what, what are we talking about from a content cadence perspective? Forget what we're saying, just how much. And I just yeah. want to jump on that because you made that point, Ben. I apologize for cutting you off, Chris. But yeah, I, I think that's the biggest, the biggest I don't know, fear for lack of better words. I mean, I did, I've done a couple of videos. I did, I tried to do some videos in the past. It took me like 43 takes. You know, I'm really embarrassed to my shiny forehead. I mean, the thing is huge. So I start being self-conscious of that. You're just, when you're putting yourself out there, it's just, it's, it's just, 
you, it's, it's just a horrible, miserable feeling. I tried to do some car stuff and then I realized how long my head is. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm putting that on there. I go home and ask my wife, do I have as big a head as I think I do? And she's like, yeah, you have an enormous head, but you know, and she had complimentary things to say. So it's just the thought of like, and Ryan Serhan, I mean, I know you can't swim, but fuck that guy, man. He looks so good every time he does one. His, his, everything is sculpted perfectly. Every video he does, he looks like, you know, I want to I want to marry the guy. And I just when I'm putting a camera in front of my face, I have the exact opposite uh, reaction. So but we've just had everybody leave the leave the podcast. They've all gone to YouTube to get a look at this warlock of a head. It's you like, got to oh. see this thing. I mean, it's a, it's a true marvel. I mean, I measured it from here to here once. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. And heaven forbid I start losing my freaking hair, it's going to be a disaster. I mean, yeah, at least you have a nicely shaped head, Chris. No, it's nice I and don't. round. I mean, it's I it's don't. perfectly shaped. <laughs> this fucking thing is is. Oh, you know. this is so good, Chad, Chad. You have kids. I'm I'm assuming your big head like conversation happened with your wife a long time ago, and again, she finds me somewhat attractive somehow. I don't know why. She's and a lucky. My woman. kids are the cutest things in the world. They have little small heads like Ben. So yeah. <laughs> she's a saint. She's a saint. That woman. I just need to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> Everybody that knows me knows that she must be a saint. We can move on from there. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the imperfection, though. Like, like Chris, on my forehead or what? <laughs> no, no, that's a too big a conversation, my friend. Um, but, um, but I guess that the 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 part that I struggle with just from a content creator perspective is that one I struggled with the perspective first of all of thinking that anybody wanted to listen to anything that I want to say and that still is a daily struggle for me it still makes me it's it's actually bizarre to me that we get as many people as what we ultimately do that listen to us and watch us and all of that different stuff the second the second element is that I was a perfectionist as well and Chris got very angry with me in the first six months of us doing this chat is that you know I had to be in this studio to film a video and all this type of stuff but then I've got to be honest it wasn't the matter of the imperfections or anything that got me eventually is that because over time you will get less perfect about it like like for example if we use Ryan Serhan I just saw him on social the other day where he was in Greece and he was just a shit show which you know he get he just needed to put content up and and ultimately he did and you get less um worried about that it's not so much i think that uh, uh, the more that you try and do the less perfect you need you you then think about it being but it's but but the thing that really gets me is the volume of it that you need now granted we're doing two podcasts a week we are trying to churn it out right and i just got really i just i've i've given up on the candid shit because it just takes too much time thinking about it on a daily basis Okay. That's the part that really bothers me. So that's where that's where possibly if you're not running a podcast, right, where you're chopping up all of that little content and we're using it from a shorts perspective on a regular basis, which really I probably – I'm doing an injustice to Chris because him chopping that up, all of our content is basically the same. It's just different speakers, but it's basically the same, which people will flick and scroll past that really quickly because they're like, I've already seen this. Whereas sure. the more stuff that you do in different locations and with houses and all of that stuff, I think could be really, really beneficial. It's still a very, very daunting element though. So Chris, I'll let you yes, chime it in is. here. It is. I think I think we're talking about this a little bit from an organic standpoint, um, more than we're talking about from an ad perspective. And Ben, you mentioned like it, the moment you stop doing this, people are going to notice and it doesn't look consistent and all that stuff. When it comes to an advertising perspective, if we're just talking about 
creating content for ads, mm. it's completely different than creating contents for organic because nobody's going to notice when you stop running ads in front of them. They okay. might a little bit like like your database will notice, but the outside public, they're not going to see those ads. Um, are we only talking the, about ads here or this? I don't understand. Are we yes. talking about this? What we're talking about is ads. Yes. So from an ads perspective, but what Ben was kind of getting into is all the reels and all the shorts and stuff like that, that we've been chopping up those kind of flirt between ads and organic. And so it's kind of goes back and forth from those standpoint. Um, You're not saying to put those out there. No, no, no. So we put those out there from an organic standpoint, and we have to be very, very consistent from an organic perspective to get more and more reach every single month um, so that we don't have to pay a lot. And I would say that's that's your end goal. Like, look at that as like, we're going to pay to start. And then end goal would be I'm just creating so much organic that I don't actually need to do a lot of paid from that perspective. Because so going we're back to getting... our friend Ryan, see, see whatever, exactly. whatever. He, Sorry, he's Andy. not paying for those. He's just putting that stuff out and he's got a huge audience. If you see, he does put some ads out and his ads that he puts out are more for like his classes and his uh, training and his sales, his sales training and stuff like that. Um, yep. And you'll notice that those are ads and, and they're great. They're great ads. Um, but the stuff that he's putting out in Greece and, you know, with shirt off and he looks ripped. Um, yeah. like those, those are not ads. Those are not ads from that. Manscaped 4.0. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1999. He probably, he, he's probably got the latest version. He's probably got like a 10.0 at this point and probably a lot of testosterone injected. Unbelievable. At this man, point. But anyways, okay, uh, sorry. Oh. Um, but, uh, um, edit the show. This <laughs> the, just leave it all in, um, <laughs> your, your love for him. Um, so, from that perspective, from an ads perspective, I would say you're looking at trying to create enough content for probably six to 10 different ads per month to, with that audience size. I would look at that. Um, so usually what I do is I, but, I usually but Chris, say- Chris, sorry, can I ask, sorry, mate, you are getting interrupted left and right here. I'm sorry. You're good. Is that- let so yeah, but but let's say when I film an ad, like I'm I'm just thinking, Chad, you've just listed a, a, a nice, a beautiful property in Laguna Niguel recently that's up for auction. Go and do a walkthrough of that though in a yep. sped up version. Now that can be content that just goes correct. on your social media, but then you can turn that into an ad as well, correct? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay. And, and so that's where that's where we're flirting this line a lot, where it's going to be it would be organic, but it also could be an ad at that point. So okay. if, and if you do think of that from that standpoint, you're not you're not kind of kicking off a daily cadence. Like you don't have to create content every single day. If you could and you have the time, that's great. Uh, but if you are only looking at it as like you know I need to get a video out every three days and that's my starting base, that's enough from an advertising perspective. If you're looking at yeah. it as like each one of these are going to be an ad and you're going to get enough reach and enough push with it because you're going to be spending the money behind it to then put a like a propeller behind it at that point. Now I've got another question here that I want to just throw out here, and I'm just taking us down another rabbit hole, and we're all over the place at the moment, folks. So I forgive us, but I think this is great. Is that because I know what Chad's thinking, and and Chad, you you just you're going to just deny this to make me look like an idiot, but I know what he's thinking. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to do this on a daily basis. I'm not going to like this. Is just you know, it's a lot." At what point, like, like does he? hire somebody chris like at the moment like it like the re- <laughs> he's like exactly i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw money at the situation to do this job because i am not doing it he's gonna point the money gun at it he's good at that yeah, is that just- <laughs> is that but like like realistically though at the moment though with 1200 people on the database and this not being his primary outreach program you know this doesn't require somebody to be employed apart from maybe just some of the editing and maybe some of just the uploading side of it. Like it doesn't require somebody that's going out shooting the content for the green group real estate. 
No, and you already have a lot of that content for, in my mind because you're already hiring listing photographers and listing videographers and stuff like that. So if you, did, if you didn't want to go be in your car and show your head, um, you could easily just turn around and you can use some of the stuff for like a recent sales campaign or a recent success campaign in your local neighborhood or, you know, look at the offer that we got this and through this unique method, let me use my voice and talk over this or even just use an AI voice or anything like that. There's, there's a lot of different ways that you could do content. So, so, so just thinking about this then, okay, just to simplify it, to give a really good foundational base for Chad, let's say like he's going to invest in marketing for a property that he lists in 123 Smith Street in Laguna Niguel anyway. Yep. So he should actually look at doing video, right? And getting his face in that video quickly, like not a not like yeah, like doing a video per listing because then that'll double up and chopped up as ads. Then second to that, maybe just to start off with targeting some of those marketplaces and whatever it is, and also for the people in your database that live in those areas, maybe you hire somebody that takes you, that you go around, you talk about you know the restaurants in Mission Viejo and the the parks in Aliso Viejo and the parks in, and the schools in Laguna Niguel, and you do these individual videos in the area and you do it over a you know, a couple of month period, and then you take that content, you get it all chopped up. And then that'll give you content for 12 months, maybe Chris, if you're trying to, like, all I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to give the people that can't afford to employ somebody to help them do this. I'm trying to give people that are lazy and a way out as well, um, that can't do this on a consistent basis, or maybe just don't have the mental tenacity to continue to think about it all the time. Like, are, are those exploits that they could do per listing and per area and then just have it all chopped up and then start the ad campaigns or content campaigns that way. The way that I used to do listing videography and stuff was to have the agent right in the beginning, just kind of introduce themselves. Hey, you know, my name's Ben Brady. I'm in the local area. Just wanted to show you guys this brand new listing that we just put on the market. You don't have to be interested. I just thought it was a beautiful listing. Like whatever, whatever your kind of situation, your intro spiel, literally like 10 seconds right there. I would then put them in the middle for like five seconds. Hey, in the kitchen or whatever, once you got halfway through the listing, hey, look at this beautiful chef's kitchen, blah, 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 blah. And then I would have them say, all right, at the end, just a closing. And so I would just show the listing, the entire thing. Those were some of our most watched videos from the perspective of ads, just because people want to see what other homes look like out there, especially in their local area. So what we would do is you would usually drop a pin, um, put a radius around that property. And then we would just say, hey, everybody in a, within a mile radius of this property, show this ad to. And yeah. it, it was cost us, you know, a hundred bucks. And we would get thousands and thousands of views, tens of thousands of views on mm. that. Uh, and all of a sudden I'm introduced to everybody. Um, so it's, it's a way of me showing my latest listing, but it's also a way of me introducing myself quickly in a non salesy way. What do you think about this though? Like, does that also, because ideally Chad and Justin are doing open houses, like a neighbor's exclusive open, but just before the property's listed, does that take away the volume of people that then come to that to meet them face to face? Is there a, is there a trade-off in that? Uh, no, I mean, uh, in my opinion, no. But I mean, it, I guess if people feel like they've already viewed the entire house, then yeah. But I mean, you could theoretically leave out the backyard. Yeah. You could theoretically leave out the kitchen. And okay. you can specifically leave out certain things. And at the end of it, say, hey, we're going to have you know uh, an exclusive open house for the neighborhood. I would love to invite you in. Comment down below. Um, you know, one, two, three, four state street, and I'll send you a personal invitation. Uh, and you can come check out this beautiful backyard that I didn't have time to put in the video. 
Like so, something as small as that will get you all the interaction in the world. And then it would get you p- people coming to your open house as well. Yeah, Chad, this is Chris and I just talking back and forward on different ideas. What are you thinking at the moment? You're in a, you, No, but you're out there at the moment. You're thinking of putting this in place. And one of the big things that that sort of sets you off is the fact of how much work this ultimately is, is that, you know, it is a lot of thinking about this. What are you thinking as we go through all of these ideas at the moment in the back of your mind? So, so I need somebody to, I need somebody to handle the everything. I can do these videos. First of all, I just need to know what equipment I would buy. If I'm just going to do it on my iPhone, you know, do I need one of those sticks to, you know, to hold the iPhone? Like I can, I can figure that part out. What I need from there on is I need to be able to send this video to somebody and never think about it again. And that might be different than a lot of people that understand these, these platforms, but I have no problem committing to the content because I do believe, okay. you know, one day a week I can go out and I'll probably, you know, need to find an Emily or somebody like that to help me with that. But yep. I, I just need to be able to get the content, hand it to somebody and yep. say, do what you do with this. And if it's any more than that, this it won't happen for, for my team. It just, it won't happen. Well, just to reiterate again, is that Emily's going to be in control of your lists and your audience. And Emily is going to also be in control of the fact that you just send her videos from your phone and she chops them up and edits them in order to then put them in there. But, but so where I'm standing on this, I think that those two things are easy solutions it's then like, like, do you need a content plan though, mate, for different shit to say on a regular basis to keep those ideas flowing or do you not need that? Are you creative enough just to keep that going? Because the ones that aren't creative enough, I'm saying to them, get a listing video every single time and have it chopped up. I'm saying go and get um, Laguna Niguel video person to follow you around and then you can chop all that stuff up and that'll give you your content forever, okay, um, or for a long time at least. Um, but you, 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 you're creative enough to actually think about the stuff that you're going to do once a week. Is that right? I, again, maybe I'm naive, but yeah, I, I created when, when you and I got, when the three of us talked originally, you asked me, Hey, we're not talking to you again until you came up with a, yep. a, a content plan, which I thought was very a realistic, a realistic request. And so I spent time putting that together. So I have a general idea there. Of course, I would want to know again, from Chris's expertise, what type of stuff do gets the most views? Am I looking for 30 second videos, minute videos, just some of the technical stuff? I don't think I would understand. Like, am I, do you want me to sit there for 60 seconds or a minute and a half and explain, give you a market update? Or do you want something pretty quick? Do you want to see, you know, do you want to see my kids? I mean, like just a little bit of a guidance of like, Hey, what is our plan with this? What is our, you know, what road are we taking? Is it just Chad, the real estate you know, because I don't want to be a comedian. I don't want to, you know, nah, reinvent the wheel. I don't want to take people to the gym with me. Um, so I just want to know what that would look like in regards to just our theme. And so, and from there, I can get creative. There's two things that I want to jump on real quick. Is is we're talking about a little bit of like quality of ads before of like you know listing videos and everything like that and all that stuff. The and you were talking about what what should I buy and and all that stuff. The uglier the ads, the better they're performing right now which is amazing for realtors out there. Yeah. The ugliest ads out there are the most realist ads and all these companies are now gravitating towards ugly ads. So eventually oh. it's going to it's going to turn off and it's going to go back to the more buttoned up. It's kind of like cyclical like in a sense of like sure. ugly ads work and then really buttoned up ads work and it goes back and forth from that standpoint. Right now we're living in the age and it's probably for the next 5 years of very ugly ads. People want to see, you know, a uh, half-eaten pizza box from Pizza Hut and then they write a message on the top of the pizza box 
TikToks and stuff like that. And they snap a photo with their iPhone and they put it up as a sponsored video. Like, like that's literally as raw okay. and cheap. And you'll start to notice this now when you see ads, you'll start seeing brands and stuff like that, that it doesn't look like they paid for studio time to show you this okay. cool ad. It looks like they had their kid take out, you know, a uh, new sippy cup or something like that. Now they're sipping out of it and then they throw it everywhere. Like like little things like that will be the ads that you're seeing. Um, so I would say the uglier the ads, the better. And so it's as raw as, you know, say someone's signing. Um, like yeah, I was going to say, give us some real estate examples. Yeah. yeah. So say someone's signing um, the sale agreement or something like that. They're accepting an offer on their home. You just yep. turn around and say, hey, I'm here with Bob. Bob's over here signing, you know, this offer. Like, I don't know. Bob He's terrified. No, yeah. this is, let's, let's be honest. You're <laughs> terrible. I would fucking hate that. I wouldn't do it. I would not do that with Bob. Like, give us a better I, I, example than that. Like, maybe I, you just... I, I, know, I, mean, again, I, I, I hear what it. he's saying. I mean, again, I, it resonates. It's just, yeah, it's it's daunting to say the least. It's just daunting. But See, it's not, I I, I'd never be able to include... I'd be out the front of a house about to show it and be like, hey, just setting up for an open house here at 123 Smith Street. Going to be a you busy can, day. You it's hot and I'm like wearing that. this tie, like, uh, like if whatever. You, if you have a close relationship, so say, say, yeah, you I have some clients that are, are exactly would love the, love the laugh, and I, I could do it yeah. again. It's, yeah, it would say, be, hey, it would be raw. And, and and what you do is you say ahead of time, hey, this is gonna be really painful, but it's gonna help me like try to market more and stuff like that, build my name. I'd love to just quick shoot the video. You don't have to say a word in it. And so sure. just say, hey, Bob's accepting the latest offer for one, two, three, four Smith Street. We had seventeen people through the thing, and he's just in the background signing like signing all the documents that he had to sign. Yeah, that Boom, is now you put you put that up as an ad and it's just you talking. All of a sudden it's hey, I help my client. My client's in there. My client's happy. Like Bob, give me give me your like one word like response to what you think of this offer. Amazing. But like like go, whatever go it is. Green. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that does actually bring up another, it brings up another point. A lot of your content could be deals that you do and you close, Chad. You just turn the camera on and turn around and go, all right, closing day on 123 Smith Street. It was an auction. We actually sold it prior to auction in an offer. Da 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 da. Just thought you should guys know another one sold by the Green Group. And then, yeah. Bump you're off, and it's just, and it's just a, it's a, yeah, right. Literally, is quite. And mm. Emily could end it. You, you could chop up this video where it ends with literally a picture of the house. I or now know why. And I now know why I but, needs a selfie stick. I now yeah. I've got it with that. It's got to be a distance, man. I got to have room. <laughs> I look better back here than I do up there. Like back here, like okay, this guy's pr- might might be pr- kind of handsome. It does up catch here, the light, though. Like, it does catch like, the whoa. light. It catches the light I, right I'm, here. Guys, I need powder. Laura, my wife, put powder <laughs> on my forehead once. Stop. I think I just got to do it every day. I just talked to you about ugly ads. Like, we just need to make ugly <laughs> like and, and everybody Shots wants it. No, we don't want a sel- I'm just saying we don't want a selfie stick. We want like you want it to look like you're FaceTiming someone. Like it's very personal. Oh, really? FaceTime yeah. so selfie become, stick would not be good, seriously. In my opinion. In my opinion, no. Um, wow. Okay. You want it to look like literally you're FaceTiming a new friend and hey, you know, just want to introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. Like, like whatever, whatever it is from that standpoint. But people are and on then FaceTime. You just take the so phone much. from me talking and just turn it towards the house and record the okay. house. That's how raw. Exactly. Or, yeah. or press the little button that turns the camera around and then you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that would a big shot. Hey, guys, if I ever become a, a <laughs> superstar on this shit, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. But again, I think that it's good. Like I know that we're at the end of the episode here, but I'm gonna do this in the introduction as well. I'm gonna remind them that Chad, you run a multi-million dollar real estate business, and when I say multi-million, it's you and Justin and your team doing two million dollars of GCI, selling average sale prices around. You know, it's nothing overly extravagant. Yes, you guys do some luxury listings in excess of fifteen million dollars, but also you're doing ones and two million dollar deals sure. and and yep. seven and eight hundred thousand dollar deals. Like like we're talking to you, someone doing several million dollars of GCI about this content plan. 
understand, you know, at the end of the day, this is something that if someone can have buttoned up as they progress through and grow to that element, it can become, you know, it can help them sort of propel their business forward. And we're hoping it takes you from doing $2 million a year to doing $4 million a year just by the passive nature of the touch points with the clients. But just, I, I want I want to go back and I want to just regroup on a few little things just for clarity as we sort of round out to the end of this is that first thing that we spoke about are those lists. Can I ask you, Chad, some of the key takeaways to the audiences and then Chris, some of yours as well. Chad, what are your key takeaways with the audience element that you've sort of gotten out of having a discussion today? From, from the whole entire discussion? Yep. I mean, the biggest the, the biggest takeaway is on is on the content side of things is just understanding the I mean, the rawness of it and 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 the the frequency of it. That's really my big takeaways. Are yeah, but are, do you have any no? Do you have any specific takeaways about the audience sizes, like the lists and the audience and, sizes? Sorry, yeah, yeah, sometimes your freaking accent. I can't understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, again, I, I I know exactly what I would want to do with our twelve or thirteen hundred you know database, and then I have a couple neighborhoods that we have a good presence in that would round that out to three, between three to 5,000, depending on cost and what we'd want to do. That's, um, that will be the plan that I would ask that I would ask, hopefully working with you guys to get that implemented right away. Yeah, no problem. And then, and then from you as did well. I answer your question that time? Or yeah, no, you absolutely. Yeah, okay. you did. Yep. Yep. So that you've got, you've made sense of that. Okay. Now the platforms that we're advertising on, we've made a decision at the early stages of this episode is that it's Facebook and Instagram just for the time being until we want sure. to get overly creative. Okay. But then, but then outside of that, then we look at um, we look at then the content element. You know, how often? What are we doing? The spend of it all as well, and how much you're spending it. Is that gotten a little bit clearer for you as well? I'm I'm very clear on it. I mean, again, yeah. If if we yes, I mean, based on what Chris said, we're talking a dollar a person per month. So we're at the three four thousand dollar a month uh, spend. Uh, yep. That's what that's what I'm hearing. Cool. And then Chris, what about you, mate? Is that is there anything out of this that you know Chad should be thinking about as the next step? So after we've spoken about all of this, if we do what we normally do in a typical meeting, which is a little bit difficult with the cameras on and knowing that we're recording, but what are the next steps here that we need to do in order to implement this? Like we've got Emily behind the scenes who runs you know the social media element. She's going to control the lists. She's going to control the audiences. I should say. Um, and then we probably need to come up with some operational structure of where those lists are, like in the sense of that they're in Google Sheets yeah. so that she can constantly then pull those lists easily or she can get access to your database, Chad, so she can constantly pull those. Then we need to look at then um, uh, the sort of the content plan in order to then create the ad side of things um, from an ongoing basis. What are we not thinking about here, Chris? There's uh, two things quickly there. I was just thinking in my head while you were explaining that there is a way to automate the Google Sheets to Facebook strategy. And that's using something called like Zapier or anything like that, where you could actually chat as soon as he puts you uh, the person in, then it automatically sends that to a custom audience in Facebook. So that could be an advanced step for people out there who uh, don't want to do a weekly upload or anything like that. Right. They can upload a list one time uh, and they could do it through Zapier. Uh, and then from there, it constantly updates itself. So that's that's a, I would honestly teach Emily how to do that. Okay. Um, that would be pretty good. So that means the moment you put someone on that sheet, then it goes over to Facebook almost instantaneously. Okay. So that, that would be amazing. Um, the second thing from my standpoint, from the content perspective is um, we talked about that you created a content plan and stuff like that. What I would do, and I think we said this in the previous meeting, but I would, I would heavily rely on what are the pain points or which demographics are you trying to target? Because your database is probably mixed with buyers and sellers, investors, mm. uh, and you know more passive people as well. 
how are, how are you constantly staying in front of them with different pieces of content that's relevant to them? So you can't, really you're never going to be able to, yeah, you're never going to be able to kind of put together content that reaches everybody at the same time. And so if you talk to their point points, so say you have a couple of people in there in your database that never uh, have bought a home before. Um, so now you have first time home buyer content. If you have people who have credit issues, you have credit stuff. If you have people who are long-term uh, homeowners, you have stuff about their home, their home and maintenance and stuff like that. Uh, so little pieces like that can, uh, create a content plan for you, depending on who your Great database idea. is and your demographic. Okay. Question: Do I introduce myself in every video? No, no. And yeah. I, 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 in like you know, listing videos and stuff like that, or videos about the neighborhood, I would be fine with it. You know, hey, you know, uh, my name's, you know, my name's Chad. I just wanted to show you this awesome new coffee shop that opened up in Laguna Beach. Um, you know, stop in, say I sent you. This is my favorite drink here. Like, like if you wanted to do something like that, that's fine. Um, okay. but I, I wouldn't say literally every video introduce yeah. yourself because it's going to always come from your Facebook page. And so people are going to see it on there. They're going to see your so say, say you're down a docent brewery, mate, like where, where exactly. you like to go, like, you just like, you just open it up and just be like, you'd be like, so down here at docent having a quick cheeky beer on the way home <laughs> and the wife has no idea. Before Please I don't tell her. The wife and kids, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean. You weren't supposed to give up that secret, Ben. So That's cheeky, that. cheeky beer, cheeky, cheeky, cheeky beer. beer. All right. Well, I've got an appointment, so I've got to go. So uh, this has been good. I don't know that we've accomplished anything that Chad wanted to really accomplish. It's been a good episode, though. I like this. Is that um, uh, either way, we'll follow up on it and we'll do all of this stuff. Guys, you got any questions, throw them in the comment sections of wherever you're watching by. Reach out to Chad directly because obviously if you're like him and you're struggling with the notion of how do you implement this, um, you know, we can always help. I have help. no answers, so do not reach out to me unless you just <laughs> want to bitch about it because I, I have nothing to give you. Thank you. Big Thank forehead. You. God bless you all. So about 75% of our audience hasn't liked, followed, or subscribed to our podcast. It would mean the world to us, and it would help this podcast more than you know to expand our reach if you were to like, follow, or subscribe on any of the platforms that you're watching or listening on. Thanks again.